What's up? This is Zach Osborne. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Ryder Floyd here, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? We are back. This is the first podcast in the new studio, and I'm here to talk about the 2022 Fly Racing Gear Launch. Anyone who knows me or listens knows I'm Fly Family, as long as they're willing to have me. Uh, I love what they represent. Everyone I've ever met at Fly, every employee, whether it be Bob Lowry, Max Steffens, Craig Martin, Skippy, to Damon Bradshaw, and my guest tonight, Jason Thomas, you simply cannot beat what Fly Racing offers. WPS Fly Racing is an amazing company. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focusing on developing the best gear possible and continue to innovate and be a leader in riding gear and safety. For 2020, Fly introduced the Formula Helmet, which I consider to be the standard in helmet technology. And in 2021, they introduced the zipperless light pant with BOA in the front. Now it's time to hear what's coming for 2022, so let's get to my guest, media relations manager and host of the greatest single man podcast available, industry seating, Mr. Jason Thomas. What's up, dude? Not too much, man. It's uh, been a long time coming. The amount of work by, man, there's probably dozens of people on the team that contribute to, uh, to this line is incalculable. I mean, just thousands and thousands of hours and uh, i would be remiss if i didn't you know mention just the catalog team and the design team and you know there are developers involved and of course the sales team that i'm on and all of our marketing crew that all you know whether it's social media or on the graphics side i mean it's just such a huge production and uh yeah we you know I, i get to put my face out in front of it and do podcasts like this and uh, you know, I get to do an interview for the race this weekend and all that cool stuff. But right. There's just so much work that is, it's kind of thankless work, honestly, that goes into this. And uh, yeah, I just want them to know that I all appreciate it too. Not that anybody's going to listen to it, but <laughs> Wait it, a it needs to be said. Are you saying they don't all listen to the Moto X pod show? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you have a, you know, some of members of our team are not necessarily super moto, you know, sure, they're not big sure. moto fans, right? Yeah. They love their jobs and, and they are on the team, but. Um, yeah, I don't think that they're listening to, to podcasts on right. their time off. Well, and you know, I, a lot of these, these people that have helped produce this, that, like you talked about Monday night on pulp and you've talked about in the past, this, this gear is two years, three years in the making sometimes. Right. I mean, so these people, they're on to the next thing already. Yes. Yeah, typically about 18 months is a, is a fairly good average that can, that can vary a little bit depending on the project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really far extended, uh, time frame as far as, you know, the, the graphics are first. Well, it depends if we're developing a new product, uh, like a formula or an FR5 boot or something like that, then you're talking multiple years, but our normal cycle, uh, is probably 18 months. And that, and that starts really with the graphics of the new gear line. Uh, we would start looking at, I'm going to say 75 options that we would need to narrow down to, you know, what, nine or 10 between all the lines. Wow. 
so it's uh it's a pretty yeah it's a pretty overwhelming beginning uh you just get get lost but i i think the you know for me the best way is i get the the big pdf and it's got everything that they've come up with everything they like and then i just start immediately crossing stuff off like that won't work <laughs> that won't work yeah because i know that they'll, they're never going to make it to the it's not that i don't like them i just know the process i've been there you know nine years i know what's good what has a possible chance of making the line and what doesn't so for efficiency and just my own sanity i just start crossing stuff off like out 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 <laughs> and then i get down to maybe I don't know, 20 is, yeah. is a good number. I like to end up at 20 of like, okay, these are reasonable. These could possibly make it because there's so many layers, right? We have so many different voices that need to be involved. And I just, I know where they're going to come down. I know where their thought processes are. And that's great because we all work together so closely. Um, but it's, it's really, uh, it's an intense process, man. And there, there are arguments, <laughs> people, you know, digging their heels in, um, and yeah, it's, it's not always easy. And there are a couple of us that have to be mediators, um, to get to a happy medium because we, you know what, what really it comes down to, you have really sales minded people who are very practical and we, it's, it's a binary process of, we have this amount of product on order that we're going to order and we need to sell all of it. Okay. And that's all that matters. It doesn't, all that matters is how much we order and how much we sell and what's the easiest process of selling that, right? So that means they want to be super safe. They don't want to take risks. They don't want to have a chance of failing because that's going to be product that we have to sell at a discount in the end, you know, in practical terms. Mm-hmm. Then you have your design team who are mostly artists. You know, you have some developers in there as well, but mostly they're made up of artists and they like to chances they they want to push the leading edge of creativity and innovation and that's great you really need that but there are times also when you're just so far out in left field that you're never going to get a dealer to bring it in and that's the most critical aspect for us is having a dealer believe in his chances of selling it so finding a happy medium there isn't always easy Um, there are just times where we just have to let and and i speak as we saying the sales side we just have to let design win one. You just you're gonna get something through that a lot of people don't believe in. But if you kill their creativity, you you've lost. You know, yeah, it, yeah. big picture, you've lost. So, yeah, that's a. T- I don't know how. I, I'd hate to have to make those decisions. How do you? You're just talking about like designers and stuff. And Steve jokes all the time on Pulp, obviously about gargoyles, right? But. How do you decide, like, okay, we're going to have such and such number of sort of quote-unquote clean designs, and then this year, I think in the kinetic line, there's almost like this graffiti. Like, how do you decide, well, this line is going to be more bold or more, more uh, I don't know, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, just more more to it than just yeah, a clean like look. How do you decide? And, and just taking some more ch- risk there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Well, really what it comes down to is you look at the entire line as a collection and you try to make sure there's something for everyone. You know, if you are, um, say you have, you know, 80% of your body is covered in tattoos and you go to punk rock shows most weekends, right? And you're that, that's a, that's a big part of people that ride motorcycles. And we have to look at the line and say, okay, is there something in here that's going to appeal to that person? 
And if not, we need to insert something that does. And then you have to look at someone like myself who's more straight-laced, and I'm in bed by 8 or 9 o'clock every night. Right. And I, but, I, but I like to look super clean, and I'm, I don't think vain, but I, I definitely care about how, I, uh, how people perceive how I look, and I want to look like super sick on my bike and I, all that stuff. I keep her the same way, right? Like he wants to look badass on his bike. But he wants clean lines and he wants a specific look, right? So we have to look overall over everything and make sure that we're covering all of our bases. And that's that's a really broad scope of how we get there. But in the end, if you don't have all that covered, then you need to take a step back and start changing some stuff around. So like the kinetic line is a perfect example because we have so many options, right? You have uh, the kinetic fuel, you have kinetic wave, and what you know, the wave is a little bit more of a step out. It has a different kind of unique look to it, but the fuel is very straightforward, you know, right. clean lines, solid panels. Um, so that's, we're appealing to two kind of different people there. You get in a mesh, which is kind of its own animal. Then you have the youth specific stuff, which we is, you know, we did that, uh, rebel stuff, which is only available in a youth graphic. And we did that on purpose because we, we know that kids want to step out. We want stuff that appeals to them and, and is really aggressive. You know? So we went with that graffiti look. And to be completely transparent, we probably made a mistake by not offering that Rebel stuff in a, an adult graphic. Um, it's really strong. It, the feedback so far has been incredible. Uh, so in hindsight, you know, these, these decisions were made a year ago. Uh, in hindsight, we probably should have offered some sort of option of that in adult. Uh, but we're really just trying to cover all of our bases because the brand has gotten to a point where we're selling to everybody. Anybody that has two arms, two legs, and a heartbeat is probably in the market for something we offer. Uh, so we really have to take that into account and make sure that we're not excluding somebody that that wanted to buy fly racing and maybe they just didn't find something. You know that right. that's the ultimate fail on our end is if we we finish this line, we have arguably, I would say probably the biggest catalog in uh, in moto um if you have a bigger one i'd like to see it because this thing is crazy big that's what she said um but yeah if we if we have something that is this you know this broad of an offering and we and you look through the whole thing and you can't find something you like then that's that's an ultimate fail for us yeah well i i find that almost impossible because there is something for everybody i believe um, and before we get into the 22 gear, you've been with Fly forever. You, you wore the stuff in the er, some of the early days. Can you talk about the evolution of the gear line and just the, the improvements? And, you know, Craig Shoemaker, uh, man, he, he seems to be willing to do whatever it takes to, to create and revolutionize. You know, just look at the formula helmet proves that what what you guys put into that. Um, but talk about the evolution of the gear. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a nonstop progression, really. Uh, you know, my first time ever putting the gear on was at the Minneapolis Supercross in February of 2003. And, uh, you know, I knew a little bit about it. Um, you know, Timmy Ferry was, uh, you know, we, we'd gone through kind of our ups and downs, but he was one of my best friends, and mm -hmm. I knew he was wearing the helmet, right? So I had a little bit of knowledge, but I also knew that it was a fairly new company, and they were still sorting this out. So, yeah, when I first started, it wasn't anything impressive at all. Uh, it was really basic stuff. There wasn't a, a lot of uh, tech involved or innovation. Um, I mean, just for an example, the jersey, 
that first jersey I wore had literally like padding in the shoulders, like shoulder padding. Yeah, in how, them. yeah, yeah, which is just ridiculous. Um, you know, I would I would just kick myself right in the nuts if I <laughs> if I ever allowed something like that to happen now. You know. Yeah, uh, but that's that's just uh, an example of where things were at the time, and then uh, yeah, I, I lived through a lot of the progression there. Things got better, things got wider, um, and and resor- more resources were thrown at it as the brand grew, which is a big part of it, right? A lot of this stuff just costs money and time, and uh, you need you need to be able to hire better talent, and and all those things kind of snowball together, and it just got better and better, and then. Yeah, as I started, you know, I, I began there in October of 2012, and the brand had already come a long way at that point. Uh, you know, f- the 10 years in that gap, um, I, I lived through a lot of innovation there. But then you just hit the fast forward button from there, and you, you know, we launched this white racewear right after I started. Uh, you, we start working into stuff like the Formula Helmet, and, and there's just all this crazy progression that just it was literally it was like somebody hit the fast forward button. Yeah, exactly. But I, but but I but I think it was like a slow burn, right? You you build up this foundation, and it gets it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and then from there, it's almost like a coiled spring where there's all this momentum building, and it doesn't seem like it, right? If you're on the outside and you're not really paying attention, you wouldn't really know. But revenue is increasing and the talent is improving and all these things are finally ready to go. And then somebody like just like a MotoGP race or a dragster, like the, the lights go out and it's all of a sudden you just explode onto the scene with all these new products and revenue just goes through the roof. And, you know, that it was pretty wild to uh, to be there working every single day and see that kind of happen. Uh, was crazy. It was something that nobody, I don't think anybody planned for. You could kind of feel it happening. Like you could feel it coming. Like we knew we were, we were building momentum, but you don't really know when the dam's going to break. Yeah. And I mean, if you know, like we're almost, uh, twice as big, uh, we, we will probably end up being twice as big in 20, uh, the end of 2021 as when I started. Uh, so that's nine years and, and we should be double the size. That's amazing. It's it's really impressive, you know. And I, I think we talked last year about the, uh, you know, the the footprint that Pulpamex has had helping with the advertising. And I think I told you that you know I I was buying gear off clearance, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the you know retailer I went to had on clearance, I'd buy it. So I had bought some fly, and I wasn't even listening to Pulp yet. But once I got involved listening to Pulp, it's like, well, I want to support the people that support Pulp. And then once I started getting the better gear, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this stuff is so amazing!" And the the light, like the light gear from last year, it, you feel like you're naked when you're riding. It's just so light and comfortable. You don't you're you're not constricted or restricted in any way. Yeah, it's um, you know, the light gear is obviously on the cutting edge right now. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's for everyone. I, I really don't, and we know that. And when we when we made the significant changes for 2021, you know, we, when we, when you remove a zipper and you, you start to kind of create a barrier for entry, like it is more difficult to get into the pan. Yes. But we felt like the juice was worth the squeeze there. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but you know, when you get it on, there's nothing else like it because of the changes we made, right? There isn't all of the stitching that becomes very binding where the zipper is and the buckle is and all that stuff is stitched in there and it creates natural barriers of movement. So when you set out, 
and once you work past getting it on and you're like, okay, it's going to be tough to get on. I got to get it, you know, one leg in the other leg in, pull it past over my hips. And yeah, I know that's going to be a little tough. Once you work past that and you know what you're getting into, then it's easy. You, yeah. It's just like gym shorts. It's easy. You know what you're, know what to expect, but the, the performance on the backside of that is unmatched. There's really nothing else out there like it because of the changes we made that made it tougher to get into. Right. So it's, it's this one challenge, but the challenge on the backside of it, if you're willing to, you know, put the pants on, it's a little bit more of a challenge to get the pants on. You get all of this backside performance because of what that challenge created. I um, 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think in a nutshell, that's what we've been allowed to do because of our growth is we, you know, the line is so big, as I mentioned that we've been able to really pinpoint specific needs and requests in the market. Um, and if you go through the, like the line to me is, you know, I, I can brush my teeth just as easily as tell you everything about the line, right? It's just so ingrained into my person at this point. But for those who may not know as much, if you go through every step of the line, everything has a different, uh, direction and we're going after a different customer and a different level of riding and a different body type. And that's, that's what our size and the, the volume that we sell now has allowed us to do. Um, I think smaller brands and even in our past was, it was no different. You couldn't really narrow down what you're going after because you, your brand was small and you only had a few lines. And if you started excluding people, that was going to really hurt your overall sales. Well, now we have all this volume, all these lines. So like F-16, we really go after the recreational rider. We don't target racers. You know, it doesn't have leather panel heat shields. We don't allow our uh, amateur athletes to wear it. We don't allow our pro athletes to wear it. it. We don't put it in advertising in any way, shape, or form, social media, print, anything, right? It is very, very targeted to a specific rider. The person that wants to go ride in their backyard they're a weekend warrior. They like to go camping and maybe they have an XR 100. That's who that's for. Right. Yep, and, yep. and we really try to stay true to that. You move up to kinetic, you get into, that's the first step into race where, right. We have a mesh version that wins, you know, Zach Osborne's that's his favorite gear of anything we offer is, is that, and he won the, you know, Lucas Oil promoter crush championship in it last year. And we have this huge range, right? We go from size 18 in youth all the way to, uh, a size 42, uh, in pants, right? So we, we're offering it to virtually everybody under the sun. As far as size ranges, we have two different graphics plus a rock star plus a mesh plus youth specific. So you're talking just tons and tons and tons of options there, but that's for a reason because we want, we want racers to be able to wear it, but we also know that at that price point, it's very attractive to people looking for a bargain. So it, it has this really, really broad range of who we're, we're really going after there. So we offer just an insane amount of colorways and graphics and options uh, in that kinetic line. You jump into your light line up from there. And again, that's a completely separate customer. You're going after the person that wants super high performance, minimalist race wear, crazy lightweight and you, they really want to be on the cutting edge and that's a lot of a riders b riders uh you know people in there you know anywhere from 15 to 30 there's a lot of people that fit into that category but we believe it's a pretty specific 
customer as well. And there's a very specific category in the marketplace, uh, you know, whether we're going up against Seven or Fox Flexair or FXR Helium or just take your pick. Everyone's kind of going after that customer with a specific line as well, just like we are. Uh, and then you move up into Evo. And that's, um, you know, that used to be a very specific customer as well. And it's kind of changed. Uh, that, that was a almost exclusively vet riders. Uh, if you were over 40 and you rode, you know, off-road or moto, but you wanted gear that would, it was virtually unbreakable. You wanted it to last multiple seasons. You didn't care that it was pretty heavy because you were getting so much reliability out of it. That was the Evo customer and it was super heavy and it was super hot, but it would last forever. And, and we knew that that's, that was what it was really geared towards, but we also needed to modernize it because in a perfect world, we're not only offering it to that person. We're we're keeping that customer, but we're also introducing it to someone like myself or someone like, like getting into faster riders, even a Kiefer and getting younger. And now you're seeing Supercross guys choose that Evo line. You know, Justin Brayton, that's his favorite gear is the Evo line. But how we had to get there was we had to introduce stretch materials. We had to reduce the weight. You know, bo- uh, the BOA system was first introduced on that pant. Right. We needed to get it ventilated to, you know, so guys could wear it without having a heat stroke. So those were all steps that we took over the last six years because that Evo line really started in 20- the end of 2015 uh, to get to where we are now where it vet rider it gets the some of the higher end riders that want premium look and they want stretch materials but they also they also appreciate reliability right and that's where that dst name comes in is that's durable stretch technology so you're getting almost the best of both worlds and it's really this hybrid type pant we're getting minimalism it's super light it's under two pounds but you're also getting reliability and ventilation and all these things too. So, um, I think we've done an incredible job and that's not me. I'm not a designer, but revitalizing that Evo pant. And we really brought it back from the brink of death. I mean, it really was sales were struggling. We weren't sure what we were going to do long-term. Like there was talks of killing the Evo line altogether just because it, it was so, it was so stale. We just weren't having any success with with it. And every single year it was the item that we had to worry about closeout stuff because it was expensive and there wasn't any demand for it. Uh, and it's now turned to the point where it's the first line that sells out every year. And and that's just a, that's a turnaround that doesn't happen very often. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty proud line for me because I've seen the trials and tribulations going from the, you know, redheaded stepchild to now (laughs) it's kind of the shining beacon of success. Yeah, I think that's what I bought. The first fly gear I bought was Evo on discount, and yep. uh, I still have it. It's still – I haven't worn it in years, but it's still in good condition. Like, it hasn't fallen apart by any means. Uh, and I'm kind yeah. of a guy that, you know, I like all the – I love the Kinetic. I love the Light, and I love the Evo. I like it all. I don't really have a favorite. It usually goes by the design or colorway for me. All right, so with the uh, current state of affairs in the world, man – the gear lines have just been selling out. There's no nothing to be found hardly at some of the bricker and mortar stores. There's nothing online. It doesn't seem like. Is there any concern with the 22 stuff coming out, or like how does that work with what's about to hit the shelves? Honestly, we've seen. Uh, you know, we ha- well shouldn't that we we haven't seen demand like this ever before. Uh, so 
we're hoping that all continues. It definitely challenges us with uh, how do we create a realistic forecast? You know, how do we manage risk, but at the same time ensure that we have products to fulfill demand? Uh, that's not an easy process, and I don't think there's a perfect answer. It's really difficult to come up with a perfect formula for that in, in any industry right now. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're in. So it's been challenging. And, uh, you know, Cole Seabor and our, our purchasing team have, have done a really good job of trying to find a happy medium uh, to ensure that we, we kind of hit the mark as closely as possible. But just on a global level, uh, demand is still through the roof. Uh, you know, the, the hardest part for us right now is we haven't had really anything to sell for the last two or three months. We, we've been sold out almost entirely of everything. And, uh, yeah, so we can't get gear in and out of, uh, our warehouse to the dealers quickly enough. You know, every single day that goes by is just uh, a missed opportunity. So we're hoping that continues. You don't really know, uh, you know, what the world's going to go back to or how much, uh, how many customers we're going to retain or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we're just hoping that it, it keeps on keeping on until it slows down. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people have been hitting me up lately, like, I can't find anything. I'm just, just wait. The new stuff's coming. It's just, it's, a, it's been amazing what COVID has done for the industry. And hopefully it continues to, hopefully sales continue the way they do. But, you know, we definitely don't want to run out again. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, I think we're going to see, you know, a, a long-term bump um, in sales. I don't know. I guess the million dollar question is, is how much, uh, yeah. you know, and, and we've been talking about this a lot. I talk with a lot of dealers and a lot of smart people. And I, I think the consensus is if we can keep, you know, somewhere between 10, 20, 30, 40% of these people in the sport, you know, because I think people are enjoying it. Like they they maybe ne- had never ridden motorcycles or bought a side by side, or, you know, they're, they're using all sorts of power sports items to go camping, I don't think people are just going to bail because I think they're enjoying it. You know, there will be uh, uh, some sort of retreat. People are going to go back to playing soccer and basketball and, and school will be back. And, you know, all those things will take some sort of toll on the industry. I, I don't think it's possible to keep everyone uh, as much as I'd love to see that happen. Right. But if we, if we can just retain some and make that the new normal, I, I think that's a, that's a win because – Things were okay before. A lot of dealers were really struggling. Others were doing okay. But if this, if there's a new normal there that's higher, then that helps everyone. And for the last year or year and a half, they've seen this huge bump, which I think they really needed. And, and there's been so much negative to come from COVID and death and suffering, and we know all about that. But if there was any silver lining for for people in in our with our interests, it's that the sport has been really healthy for a year and a half. And unfortunately it took a a pandemic to cause it, but as they say, never look a gift horse in the face. And, uh, I know it's been a long time coming for a lot of dealers and a lot of industry people to see some sort of, you know, rise in, in sales and profitability. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. A few more things I want to touch on. Uh, what are you most excited about with the 22 line? So there's a, uh, well, for me, you know, I've seen this stuff for so long, um, but I think the most exciting aspect for me, and and I'm such a business person at heart now, uh, we introduced this new formula CP helmet this year and we will be, I guess, um, in a couple of days, 
But being able to bring more protection to more people, and, and when I say that, I mean bring the price down, right? You're introducing more customers anytime you bring the price down. That's just a natural process uh, and it, you know, common sense. But the, the new Formula CP helmet, you know, it does have Rion protection in it. You're now down to $249.95 for retail. But you, you get Rion and you get the whole formula story that we've been telling for two and a half years now. And I think for a lot of people that, you know, $689 price point or even the $489 price point for the Formula CC was just out of reach. It was just something that a lot of people couldn't, they couldn't afford it. And, and that's unfortunate. That's just reality for a lot of people. But we are hoping that the new $250 price point for the Formula CP will open doors for a lot of people. And, and I think there are a lot of parents out there that they see the television commercials. They've done their research. But if they have two or three or four kids all riding or racing, yeah, that's just that's a lot of money to come up with for to outfit your entire family with Formula Helmets. So we think that this is a, a really nice opportunity to genuinely keep people safer. And, and when it comes down to it, that's what we're trying to do is offer protection that keeps people safer in any way we can do it. Uh, so yeah, on a business level and on a, a keeping people safer in the end level, uh, I'm most excited about that formula CP. I had a feeling that's what you were going to say. Like I was looking at some of the details on this thing and obviously the safety is the biggest, the highlight of the helmet. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, the leader in helmet technology as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and this, you know, the, the, the weight of the, fly formula the carbon fiber helmet the 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 original is like 2.8 pounds it doesn't you can barely tell you're wearing it and the new one the mm -hmm. cp was what like three tenths of a pound heavier maybe i mean it's it's almost nothing yep yeah yeah it's uh it's it's still um right in there and and the crazy thing is if you look at the market as a whole and uh i i, I can't prove this but i i know what i know right this is all i do <laughs> yeah, yeah. i study this stuff uh if you look at western power sports is offering we have three out of, I'm going to say the top five. I could be wrong, but it's, it's damn close to that. If you want to say three out of the six or seven of the lightest helmets in the market, at least the USA market anyway. If you start talking about Europe, they don't have to deal with DOT, which opens up a whole different world over mm -hmm. there. Uh, but you look at the formula, you look at the Alpine Stars SM10, you look at the Formula CC, and then you look at the Formula CP. So that's four helmets that Western Power Sports can offer that is at the very front of the lightweight range, right? So your Formula is 2.8. Your SM10 from Alpine Stars is around 2.9. The Formula CC is 2.95. And then the Formula CP is 3.1, right? So those are all – all four of those are lighter than our old – Formula F2, which was considered extremely light at the time. You know, that was a 3.2 pound helmet. And we're, we have now have four offerings from Western Power Sports that are all wider than that. So it's, uh, it's a pretty wild time. And if you look at the other premium helmets in the market, and I won't name names because I don't think that's professional, but all those helmets are 3.3 and higher. Uh, so when you talk about the formula, the full carbon versus the other premium best of the best helmets out there, you're a half a pound heavy or a half a pound lighter with the formula than those helmets. And that, that's a lot when you're talking about something that's only 2.8 pounds, uh, you're talking about, you know, 15 to 20% lighter 
yeah. uh, than those premium level helmets, which is a big, big deal uh, when you're talking about sitting on your neck for off-road guys or riding multiple hours. You know, that's, that's the big deal. Yeah, I think the, the CP is going to be a really big seller. I mean, I've seen the fans at Supercross coming over to the WPS setup, you know, at the truck, and they look at it. And that price point, like you said, it's it's a lot to take. I mean, it's very, you know, five years ago before I started doing this stuff and started getting some uh, help from you, I, I couldn't have, have afforded one of those helmets. So the price point yeah. coming down to $250 retail, basically, that, yeah, you're going to sell a lot of those, I believe. So that's that's going to be really exciting to see. Um, yeah, and, and that's, the of course, the goal. We, we are in business to sell products. You know, I don't. I don't like to try to deny it and say we're humanitarians or anything, but in the end, if we can offer great products at a great price that genuinely make a difference, then yeah, that everybody wins in that scenario. And that's really what we're after. Like being completely honest, that's the perfect scenario when everybody is happy with what went on, you know, they're getting a great product, they're getting a great price that they feel like is a bargain for what the technology is. And then we sell a ton of them. I, I don't know how you, you know, how does anybody find fault with that? And that's that's the sign of a great deal is where everybody leaves happy. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think I think that's what these the CP is going to do along with all the the gear lines. I just it's going to be a good year. Twenty two is going to be a killer year for Fly WPS. Last product I want to talk about really just to focus on is last year you guys really started pu- uh, pushing the Zone Pro goggle yeah. and along with the zone goggle uh you've got justin brayton in it i know lane shaw was wearing it um this thing at a 65 dollar retail 64.95 comes with a quick change lens a removable nose guard and an extra clear lens which i mean a lot of the premium hundred dollar plus goggles and it's coming with the same options the extras at half the price almost and I, I have not worn a set of these yet, but from what I've heard, they are amazing. The fitment, the the foam is second to none. Yeah, and I appreciate your your loyalty to X Brand. Uh, I have, you know, it's of course distributed by Western Power Sports. So anything that yeah. our team can can sell to the public, I'm I'm on board with. Um, but but I really think we're onto something with the Zone Pro. Uh, you know, it's built in the same factory as most of the of the big players out there. So. Yeah, I don't think a lot that of people know in, that. They're all pretty much yeah. made in the same place. You right, get a few different right. options so, on foam to pick yep. and shape. And then, yeah. It's, sure. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's plug and play, right? We right. tell them what they want. We, we tell them the specs we want and how we want to build. And then they're the, they're the pros, right? And they know how to get this done. Um, so we, we jumped right into quality right off the bat. But at the same time, we know that we are not a goggle-specific brand, right? We offer all of these different products. So we want to make sure that we are offering a bargain and we don't want to sacrifice on performance. So this has been our first kind of foray into the professional racing side. We've been running advertisements for the Zone Pro Goggle and we've seen, uh, you know, our efforts pay off in spades. Uh, You know, our, our goggle sales have exploded in the last 18 months. You know, part of it is because of our efforts and part of it is because of COVID but we believe that we're finally in a place where we can take it to the next level. And, you know, we're in negotiations right now for new riders and teams for 2022. Uh, we have dedicated employees that, you know, their only focus on earth is making sure that we take the next step in, in eyewear. And that's a, that's a pretty extensive product process because you have to have 
laminates, which, you know, everybody buys laminates from the same guy, but you need them custom tailored to your goggle, which is a really hard process and they are extremely busy. Uh, you need, you know, a perimeter frame, uh, tear offs, right. To, to add that next level of performance, you need roll offs. Uh, you need every color lens under the sun. <laughs> yeah. You need multiple graphics. You need of of uh, strap and frame, and you need everything. Uh, you know, you need special edition stuff to add some flair to it, and all those things take steps. You know, they don't all happen at once. Uh, so we've been really building up to this moment, and, and there are still projects we have in the works now for 2023 that are going to even take it to the next level. But we really want to start expanding our footprint and let people know that we have a premium level goggle uh, with, you know, the, the service that Western Power Sports provides behind it and the quality name that, you know, Fly Racing has uh, to do it. And it's, it's not something that we take lightly and, and we're just getting started. Um, the sales numbers that I see are just incredible, but I, I really feel like we're just getting started as far as on a, a premium race level of what we think we can become and achieve and so that that's exciting to know what's in front of you, to see what's happening now and know what's still left. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's pretty that's pretty encouraging. Yeah, you're not done yet. That's yeah, it's it's really been impressive to see what the the evolution every year. I've got a lot of friend, friends running the Zone Pro goggles, uh, you know, and, and they they love them. So um and I don't want anybody to forget that the you still have obviously the light women's line is back um with a couple couple colorways and I think that's been a really good seller for you too because I mean there's a lot lot every time I go to the track it seems like there's more and more females out there racing. Yeah, the women's light line has been a big success for us yeah. and it wasn't something that we ever were like, oh yeah, we're going to we're going to build a whole new building because we introduced <laughs> women's light line. Like, sure. that wasn't really the goal. You know, we saw a need in the industry uh, for high performance women's racewear because no one was doing it. And so we, we went to work, we created the women's light line and it's, it's been really well received and we knew it was a specific customer. It didn't fit everyone's need, but that's okay. We wanted something because if you look across other industries, whether it's Lulu women or Athleta or, you know, there is a, a big industry out there for performance stretch material, uh, clothing built for women. And, and if you're, if you don't know that you're not paying attention because mm-hmm. that is a huge market. So we wanted something to offer that customer. And if you look out, uh, Fox in- is introducing a flex air women's line. And we, that's flattering for us because we knew, <laughs> we know we were there first. Yeah, like, that's cool. Of course. I don't have any problem with that, but that's great that they also recognize the need. They saw what we did and, and built something to compete. So that, that's awesome. Uh, just is basically confirmation that we were going down the right path. Um, so in the end, it's just something that we knew there was a need for, and we're going to continue to be aggressive on, uh, because we felt like that market and, and women out there were being underserved. They weren't getting even offered something that was built for them and any, anything other than entry level, they didn't have anything that was built for them, which is crazy, right? There are so many women that ride out there and, you know, as well as I do, women are not scared to spend money as long as you give them a reason to, like you give them something worth the money. Yeah. What they they're going to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. It's been, it's really cool seeing the the females out there riding and, uh, I, again, a lot of good feedback on the women's light lines. And then of course you still got the protection stuff, uh, the, the barricade shorts, 
which I love. The Revel uh, Chess Pro still available, I believe, and the FR5 boot, all all stuff that's still out there. Uh, although I know you don't market the FR5 as a top level boot, but it's a, it's an entry level boot that's done really well, I think, too, the last few years. Yeah, and it's geared towards the middle level, right? Yeah. We've had people racing it. I, I wear it. Um, I try to really mix it up between that and the Tech 7 just yep. to keep myself on my toes and, and learning about what I like better because that's only going to help us develop the next product we do better. Like, why do I like the Tech? What do I like in the Tech 7? What do I feel that FR5 could be better? You know, that's only going to help us. Uh, you know, we've had guys like Chris Blos race in it. So it's it's capable of, of meeting that level of expectation. But again, it's only $250, right? So you, if you try to compare it against a Tech 10 or a Fox Instinct or a Garnet SG-12, it's not built to that. And it's under half the price of those boots. So of course, it's not going to be a, as premium of an item as they are, but it's also not supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's a great product. We just always have to keep in mind where the target customer is for that product, You know, where the target price point is for it. Yeah, I wear, I have those. I, I like you, I mix it up. I have a, a set of Tech 10s that I bought through WPS, but I also wear the FR5 pretty regularly. And it usually depends on what gear I'm wearing because I want the color to look right. So yeah. I, I go back and forth and I think they're extremely comfortable and, uh, you know, very durable. So yeah, another great product. Um, yeah, so I cannot wait for everybody to see the new gear. If you guys are looking for gear, ready to go buy something, hit your local dealership ask for the wps catalog and buy everything there is something for everybody lots of cool colorways different styles different fitment go in there talk to your reps if they're around i know like in our area texas man we got craig martin and skippy down in houston and uh scott foster here in east texas so anywhere you live in the country you can find wps fly racing you got to go out and get some I, i don't know man i'm sure you can't wait for this stuff to drop friday yeah, it's uh, it's exciting time. I mean, it's for me, it's such a long time coming, yeah. uh, and and I just like for everybody to finally get to see it, yep, and get it out there, and you know the the fruits of everyone's labor start to pay off, and you and I get to go to these local tracks and see people wearing something that I saw on a computer screen on a PDF yeah. two years before. Yeah, you know that's it's just crazy how that all oh. works. Um, but yeah, just to wrap it up for me, I, I want to honestly like and genuinely thank you for all of your efforts because you do more than over half the media, you know, that we have, you know, on payroll, like we, we advertise a ton with people and, uh, your efforts and your dedication to spreading the the message that we have to share is, uh, not matched by many people out there. So, um, yeah, heartfelt thank you to you and, uh, yeah, it's almost go time. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I think anybody that knows me, and you, you hear Steve make fun of my Berm Lords graphics. And, you know, the reason they're that way is when a company – I'm very small in this industry. I barely even consider myself industry. When somebody like Fly Racing helps me out and puts that effort in, it means something to me. So I, I definitely want to promote and advertise and spread the word because I think you, you don't have to do what you do for me. So it means a lot. And if I didn't believe in the product, I wouldn't – pump it as much but uh i I fully believe in it and i appreciate everything you've done for me as well um so yeah i'm excited uh it's it's right around the corner man i mean last night when i was trying to open the zip file with the pictures and i I texted you pretty late (laughs) i was on the phone with dune goon because i couldn't get it to open and i was having a nervous breakdown 
Like, <laughs> I have to see this gear. I cannot wait. Uh, I will make damn sure to post it at least five minutes past the embargo time so I don't screw up. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think that's a wrap, though, man. JT, I, I'm really excited. I'm happy for you guys, and I can't wait for it to hit the shelves. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time, and uh, yep. again, thanks for all your efforts. And Anytime. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, almost, we're almost there. All right, man. Well, thanks again, and uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Okay, guys. See All ya. Right. See ya.